Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. Today we'll talk, be talking about a Spurs win over the Washington Wizards. The Spurs now stand at five games in a row that they've won. What does this mean for the team moving forward? And how will we fare closing out this season? We'll talk about that, the next opponent that's up for the Spurs, and a little bit more on an all-new episode of the Two Shots Podcast starting now. All right, guys. Well, that was a great win for our San Antonio Spurs. They uh, pulled out a victory over the slumping Washington Wizards, 98-90. to Spurs were up big against the Wizards, but they kind of let them back in the game at the very end, which doesn't really surprise me. I was, you know, hoping that the game wouldn't get as close as it was getting near the end. I was getting a little nervous, but nonetheless, I'm happy that they did pull out a win. A win is a win nowadays. We can't get too, uh, you know, discouraged over them winning, you know, because we know what happened when they were on their on their losing streak. So as long as they're on a winning streak, I can't complain. So what did you guys think about the game? We'll start off with you, uh, Rick. What did you think about the Spurs win over the Wizards today? Well, I mean, I know the Spurs, both teams pretty much struggled in the first quarter, but then after, you know, while they started turning it on, but, once you you know once again we got you know Lamarcus Aldridge leading the Spurs all the way you know twenty seven points nine rebounds uh, stealing a, like two blocks he did pretty good tonight you know everyone did their role everyone did their part everyone did their best to contribute and plus playing defense and you know I mean <clears throat> it could have ended sloppy like how it always does in the fourth quarter but you know they're like hey I mean we do this all the time. We need to start, you know, playing better fourth quarters. You know, it's like, it's almost like when it comes to crunch time, when, when, that, when there's so much pressure, it was, it was, it's almost like watching Tony Robo just mess it all up for the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad to see that the Spurs still managed to, you know, keep the lead. You know, they could have lost lead, but you know, luckily they stayed in, stayed in to win it. So, yeah. You know, five in a row. So hopefully they keep that win streak going. Yeah, it's true. You know, at least they, they went ahead and squeaked out a win. And where are my manners? I didn't introduce you guys. This is uh, Rick, uh, Spurs Nation Villa, that we're talking to right now. He's my one of my good friends and also a co-host on the Two Shots podcast. And we're also joined by Thomas the Spurs Dude Vega, also known as TTSD. So TTSD, what did you think about the Spurs win tonight over the Washington Wizards? Yeah, man, you know, it was a really good, solid win. Um, you know, it was nice to see the Spurs finally um, beat a, a really good team. You know, the Wizards are a good playoff team, and the Eastern Conference was a pretty good, solid win for the Spurs. Um, you know, for the most part of this game, you, you know, the Spurs played, play, you know, sloppy. I guess where, you know, the fourth quarter, you know, they started committing turnovers and uh, just pl- taking bad shots. But in this game, uh, they looked a lot sharper and, you know, they were able to finish this game on a good note. And the Wizards, you know, they're a good team in the East. You know, they also, I know, you know, they are without John Wall, obviously, but, you know, they still have good players on that team and you just can't take any team, you know, uh, for granted. So um, I thought the yeah. Spurs did a pretty good job of, um, you know, keeping their foot on the gas and, 
you know, when Pop felt that they were going to let up, you know, he, he inserted LaMarcus Aldridge back into the game, and Aldridge had a really good game again. And, man, LaMarcus Aldridge is really, really playing really uh, great with the Spurs right now. And, in fact, uh, I think this uh, game will Sorry, Thomas, kind of lost you there for a second. Very... Sorry, guys, we're having technical difficulties. Uh, I'm not sure where I left off, but... Uh, yeah, you were talking about LaMarcus that, uh, Aldridge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. It looks like ever since, um, you know, LaMarcus... game, uh, and I think... If I'm not mistaken, this is one of his best uh, Spurs games since joining the team. I mean, he's really out there performing and scoring and, you know, down in the post. You know, no one can really guard him. And he's just taking guys like Marcin Gortat. He was just taking him to school. I mean, the Polish hammer or whatever you want to call him. You know, he, he, <laughs> he was taking him to school. <laughs> Dude, that didn't sound right at all, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so this was, you know, tonight was a good solid win for the Spurs. And, you know, this is a team, you know, the Wizards, you just can't take them for granted. Like I said earlier, you know, Kelly Oubre Jr. was, man, was he hitting those threes tonight. You know, if it wasn't for his three-point shooting, I think the Spurs would have probably blown out the Wizards by a lot more than just, you know, nine or ten points. I mean, this was, uh, this could have easily have gotten out of hand really yeah. quickly if it wasn't for, you know, Kelly Oubre not knocking down those three pointers because he kept him in the game. He sure you know, did. Um, you know, that's a really good shooter. He's a good player. He's a good perimeter outside shooter. You know, he's he's pretty athletic and, you know, he was getting to the rim on a couple of occasions. Um, but uh yeah, this is a good solid win. And this is the way the Spurs have to play from here on out heading into the playoffs because this is a time where, you know, you have to get uh in, in good rhythm and good uh, you have to have that momentum heading into the playoffs so this is a good win and hopefully you know we can do the same thing against the Jazz yeah I hope so but it looks like Bradley Beal had 21 points on the night for the Wizards and that was you know accompanied by Kelly Obrew's, uh points as well he had 21 points on the night so they both were you know high scorers for the Wizards <laughs> on the Spurs end you had a Kyle Anderson adding 16, LaMarcus Aldridge with 27 points on the night, Danny Green with 7, you also had Patty Mills with 7, DeJounte with 9, Manu with 7, uh, Paul Gasol with 8, and you had, was it, I didn't believe it was Tony Parker, no, yeah it was, it was Tony Parker, I believe here, let me look at the stat sheet, right, no it was actually Rudy Gay with 10, Tony Parker had 2 points on the night. So it wasn't bad a bad scoring night for the Spurs. Almost everybody that was on the floor scored, uh, minus uh, Brandon Paul and Joffrey Laverne, uh, which wasn't bad. I mean, they, they had limited minutes, both of them. Joffrey played only 4 minutes, 12 seconds. Brandon Paul played a total of 3 minutes, 25 seconds. But the Spurs' offense was a, a lot more balanced uh, today. So that means that they're getting better out there and they're getting more comfortable with themselves. And I do like what I'm seeing. The only thing that I don't like when they... Then that's the problem that they've had in the fourth quarters. You know, even in the beginning of the season. It just seems like they do not use proper clock management. Especially in the fourth quarters. It seems like they kind of rush things a little bit. And they shoot. And they take shots that are too early into the 24-second shot clock. 
they don't really let the clock wind down. You're supposed to be taking shots when you have like maybe eight seconds left, seven seconds on the clock. You want to try to get it as close to one as you can, especially if you have a league and you're in the fourth quarter. There's no need to rush things. Let the shot clock work in your favor. I just feel sometimes that the Spurs are their own worst enemy and they actually, for whatever reason, just want to shoot a quick three or just a quick jump shot when there's no need to do that. And this is a mistake they've been making and that's one of the issues that they've had in the fourth quarters. That's why they haven't been able to close out teams because they're not utilizing the, the shot clock to their advantage. I saw a little bit about of that tonight. They are getting better. And it's going to take a little bit longer, I think, for them to really clean that up because it's not just, you know, the veterans fault it. They do the best they can. I think it's more of a group, a group cohesiveness, it's something that they need to work on together. They need to gel together and kind of bring in the younger players and and let them know, you know, take them aside and talk with them and share some of that corporate knowledge and tell them what it takes to win a game or how to close out a game. Because they really don't know, to their to their credit, some of these younger players and DeJounte, like uh, maybe even a Kyle Anderson and, uh, you know, uh, Bryn Forbes, you know, might not know. I mean, they, they need to let them know a little bit more. Uh, second chance points was the Wizards had 17, the Spurs had 16. Uh, fast break points, there was really no contest. Wizards had 10 fast break points on the night, Spurs had four. Points in the paint. It's where the game was actually won for the Spurs. And this is one of my keys to victory for them. Wizards had 34 points in the paint. The Spurs had 42. And they needed to do that when the points in the paint and also keep the rebounding battle as close or if not as close as possible, they needed to win it. And from what I'm seeing on the night, let's take a look at the stat sheets. I think the Spurs were really on par with where they needed to be. So they uh, gave themselves, I, I like the fact that at one point they gave themselves like a second and even a third chance to score. So it means that they're really getting after it on the boards. And, and I really like what I'm seeing out of them. Now, can they win against a jazz team that's really young and hungry? Ooh, I don't know. That's going to be a tough task for them because they have not been able to beat them uh, this season. And they need a win against teams in their conference. So Friday is another and very important game. Uh, what do you think, Rick, going into this game on Friday? You think the Spurs can pull out a win and keep the win streak alive at number six? <coughs> you know what? They can. You know, they just need a they just need a, you know, match up to the Utah Jazz's energy. You know? So they they just gotta look over the tapes very carefully on what they're on what they've been doing wrong when they when they've uh, faced the Jazz. You know, whether it has to do with defense or maybe, you know, they're just out of rhythm. But, you know, but but I think at the moment when they were losing, they, they, when they were just constantly just losing to the Jazz this summer, I mean this summer, this uh, season, <laughs> um, they, they haven't really, the Spurs, just, they, they just didn't really gel, man. They, I, I didn't, because, and it's true what Danny Green had said on one of the interviews, uh, was it last week or so? That you know nobody was, uh, or the week before that nobody was communicating, or you know everyone had lost, and, and it uh, and it and it and it showed it like every game that they were losing, you know. So hopefully now with um, with how much better they're they're getting now that now that they're on a hot streak right now, you know. Hopefully they can keep that up, you know, coming into Friday when they host the Jazz, you know, because 
Now every single game is crucial. Every game is a must win in or just in order for them to stay in the playoff spot. You know, yeah. so as long as they keep playing the way, the way that, that they have been playing recently going on the streak, they'll be all right. They just got to keep on with the communicating, communicating with each other, you know, and that's all they got to do. Yeah, well, let's look at some of the other teams right before we hit up uh, Thomas and get his take for Friday. It looks like uh, the the Grizzlies lost again to the 76ers, 119-105. to I look at the games that really matter to us. The Pelicans actually won, which is not good for the Spurs. They beat the Pacers 96-92. to uh, Denver Nuggets actually won in convincing fashion against the Chicago Bulls tonight, 135-102. to So I'm just like, wow, that's, um, I don't know. (laughs) We're getting down to crunch time, man. We gotta, we gotta, gotta get a win, you know? So it's, it's getting really tough for the Spurs. I mean, I don't know what they're going to wind up doing. I'm sorry. I read it wrong. I said the Clippers actually won and got a victory 127 to 120 over the, over the Bucks tonight. So the Spurs need to keep pace with some of these other teams in the West right now and get some some wins because I believe as of tonight, they really haven't changed that much as far as the standings go. With this win that the Pelicans have, I believe that they put the Spurs still in the same 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 position. They haven't changed. I think Spurs are still, as of right now, the sixth seed and the Pelicans are the fifth. The only way that the Spurs will move up is they need a little bit of luck, you know. They need a, a Pelicans team to win, not win, but lose a little bit, and the Spurs need to keep on winning. But the Spurs do have the Minnesota Timberwolves nipping at their heels at number seven, and this, they have the seventh seed with a record of 41-31. and 31. So this win, if they can get a win on Friday against the Jazz, that'll just help them that much more. Hang on to either that sixth seed or try to move up a little bit. Uh, what do you think, Thomas? you think these Spurs are going to be able to keep up this winning streak against the Utah Jazz on Friday? Yeah, I think the Spurs can do it. I think they can beat the Utah Jazz. You know, the way they've been playing so far, uh, like I said, you know, the way that we played the Wizards tonight, um, I think we can continue that winning trend. And I think that the Spurs are finally gaining some traction. And I think they're finally playing with some uh, momentum. So, um, I think, yeah, you know, if they played the Jazz the same way they played the Wizards, I don't see why they couldn't beat them. Um, but, uh, you know, the ball movement has to be, you know, perfect. You know, we have to continue to play defense. And I think over time that's getting better. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, uh, the Rudy Gay as well, you know, is helping this team score on the scoring end. And um, but Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, he's he's pretty much being unstoppable. Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, they, nobody <laughs> could really guard him. Yeah, no yeah, one can really know, guard him. You know, but you know, for the past couple of games, uh, they've you know, happy as other games. So I think if they can continue that trend, I think they can beat the Jazz and pretty much. Whoever else they got to face. True enough. You know, so we'll see what happens against the Jazz on Friday uh, coming up here. And the Spurs are actually going to be playing the Clippers right after the uh, number no, Clippers. I'm sorry. Looking at the wrong sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting myself messed up. 
The Spurs yeah. are going to play the yeah. Jazz on Friday. Then after the Jazz, they're going to play the Bucks, and that's a team that scares me because the it doesn't matter. Like I was saying, you go back into the late '80s when you know I was watching the Spurs with David Robinson and Terry Cummings, and you know they had uh, Brakowski. I mean, the Spurs have always had trouble with the Bucks. It doesn't even matter what the Spurs record was or who was on the team. The Bucks always give them trouble. It does not matter. So I'm, that's a game I'm kind of shaky on. They're going to play the Bucks on Sunday. Um, and that's an early tip at 2.30 p.m. I believe that game is going to be nationally televised. Um, no, that one's actually coming out on Fox Sports Southwest at 2.30. So it is an early tip. But, man, that's that's a game that scares me that we can't afford to lose. And every game is so precious right now that... I'm kind of scared. What do you think, Rick? You think the Spurs will actually win against the Bucks on Sunday? Well, it's going to be a tough game, man. But you know, just like how the way the Bucks have been physical, the Spurs need to keep their physicality, you know, as well. You know, but I know, and I know a lot of Spurs fans worry about. They still worry about that fifty win, that fifty win season. You know that, and it's hanging there, man. They're they're they haven't. It's hanging. It's right there. Their 50-win season is still, you know, safe for now. But other than that, I mean, they can't beat the Bucks. You know, they just gotta, they just gotta play some really tough defense, especially against Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. Giannis. Man, I'm surprised I even said said it right the first time. Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, they just gotta keep, uh, you know, that physicality. You know, they got they gotta be physical and they gotta be, they gotta try to outcompete. Uh, the Bucks, you know, but other than that, but other than that, I mean, they got to match their energy as well. I mean, yeah, they're they're a tough team. I'll I'll give them that, you know, but they can beat them. And like I said, yep. they're not young. They're like uh, maybe experienced just enough, just enough, you know. But you know, the, Spurs, the Spurs can beat them. They will beat them. Like I said, it's gonna be a game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a physical game. And uh, shoot, I, I can't I can't even wait for that game either. You know, I want I want to see now since now this this first team is starting to gel a little bit now. Now they're finding their groove. Now that they're finding themselves, now we can see what they're what they're really capable of doing when they face the Bucks Sunday. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it uh, as well. You know, one thing I wanted to touch on right now too is uh, <laughs> we had a, a big misquote today. The media actually spoke with Manu Ginobili. It was it created such a, a firestorm. I was actually on Facebook Live earlier today to kind of dispel, dispel some of these rumors that were swirling around. Somehow, Manu Ginobili's quote went from his. He basically said this. He he's still in the mindset, you know, that Kawhi Leonard isn't coming back for the season. He can't think. Oh, Kawhi might be coming back, you know, anytime soon. He says, you know, Manu says, and this was his exact quote when he talked with uh, Tom Orsborne of the San Antonio Express News. Manu said, this is it. It says, Manu says his mindset toward Kawhi Leonard hasn't changed. Manu's exact words were, for me, he's not coming back because thinking he is is not helping. We fell for it a week ago. Again, I guess you guys, meaning the media, made us fall for it but we have to think that he's not coming back that we are who we are you know and that's basically what he's saying is can't get tricked into thinking manu's uh, manu says you can't 
get tricked into thinking Kawhi is going to come back anytime soon. He did not say anywhere in this quote that Kawhi Leonard is not coming back for the rest of the season. So people in the media got that quote, got a soundbite, and they ran with it. And they started making a whole bunch of these made-up stories that are all clickbait. You know, Manu Ginobili doesn't have any inside intelligence. And he, you know, if you really read this article by Tom Morsborn of the Express News, you know, they were even saying that, you know, he was saying, Manu says, you know, they try to keep in contact with Kawhi as much as possible. But Kawhi's such an introvert that it's hard to, to really, you know, try to make him feel like he's still part of the team. And it's not, you know, like they don't want him to be part of the team. You know, he says it's hard, you know, because Manu was injured and so were, you know, like Tony Parker. And they say when you're injured and you're not practicing with the team, you know, you don't have that camaraderie. You know, when you're out there on the floor and, you know, you're out there in the heat of the game and you're talking with your 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 teammates, that's where, you know, you, you gel with them. You have this chemistry with your teammates because you're sitting on the bench, you're talking, you're joking. You're building these relationships with your friends, with your teammates. And, you know, Kawhi, he's back. He was back tonight and, you know, he looked happy. He was kind of motivating the team a little bit when they would come off the, you know, off the floor and get on the bench. Um, he was, I saw him give some guys some high fives and he was smiling and he was talking. So, you know, he's, he's trying, you know, that it's just not in his nature to be an extrovert, to, to seek out this attention from his teammates. You know, and Manu even said, Kawhi's the type of guy that just wants to work hard and play. That's it. So, you know, it's getting closer and closer to that time frame where you have the point of no return. Either he's coming back or he's not coming back. But, you know, whether he comes back or not shouldn't really be a concern of ours, nor should it be a concern of the players. I think we all have to go with this mindset moving forward that Kawhi might not come back for the rest of the season. So... Let's not expect him coming through that door anytime soon and just cheer for the team. And I think they're playing good right now. We'll just have to see what happens at the end of the season. Wherever they're seated, they're seated. I'll be happy if they make the playoffs. I mean, what do you think, Thomas? Yeah, you know, this is, you know, obviously something that's been going on all year, you know, with Kawhi. And, you know, and the reason why a lot of these reports come out is because I think you know, it's funny how in the media, no one ever talks about the Spurs. ESPN, they never talk about the Spurs, you know. And this has been going on for years, years where the Spurs have flown underneath the radar. They know what nobody ever talks about them. Now, all of a sudden, they have a superstar player on their team, and he, he doesn't play for a long period of time, and now they want to talk about him. But where was all this hot topic talk when they were, you know, the best team in the NBA, you know, all the years, you know, in years past? You know, you yeah. would never hear anything. They were always under the radar, and nothing would come out. It's funny how all of a sudden Kawhi Leonard plays on the Spurs. They finally get a superstar player, and now they want to talk about the Spurs. Probably because of Michael C. You know, Wright from ESPN. <laughs> it's Michael yeah, C. You know, Wright. Like, yeah, and, and well, not just that, but I just find it funny that how all of a sudden now the media wants to talk about him. Like, when you look at all the other years, no one ever talked about the Spurs about anything they could have a 20 game winning streak and they still wouldn't bring them up yeah but now all of a sudden you know it's the drama there that's yeah it's i mean that's all it is man it's all tv ratings it's all you know. popularity contest 
Yeah, it's That's just something it they're looking for likes, like on my page, like my blog, like my mm-hmm. my post, like my like like like, you know, and they're willing to do whatever it takes for these people, you know, the fans just like us to click on their stories, you know, and they come up with these catchy headlines and they make you think that there's some type of an issue and there's really nothing going on. You know, it's just I think the media is just fishing for stories right now and the Spurs are a hot topic in Kawhi Leonard, so and it's just a bunch of nonsense. I even said that earlier today. Just don't buy into it, people. Just keep on moving forward. Uh, one thing that we want to talk about, Rick, is I think one of our friends, uh, our our good friend, uh, Old School McGee, they're, uh, Mario Sosa, they're going to be having a Spurs march this Saturday at the Tower of America. So you you want to tell them what time it starts, Rick? It starts from at 5 o'clock. Well, 5 o'clock is when so that everyone can get there and then the uh, march officially starts at six o'clock and then it ends all the way at a uh, 10 or 10 30 because uh for they're gonna have uh something special at the tower of america and it's gonna be at the tower of america's downtown yeah so they're supposed supposedly they're gonna have something special they're probably gonna have a dj or something i think they'll have some live entertainment some people singing i believe yeah. they got some singers down there so yeah, it's very family oriented. If you've never been, you know, you need to go out there and su- and support this march. It's really fun. It's a really fun activity for the whole family. Everybody gets out, walks around. Good for the health of, and wellness of everyone. And they walk around downtown. They yeah. walk from the Tower of Americas to the Alamo. They take some pictures there. And then the group returns back to the Tower of Americas again. But on the way, you'll hear Rick. You'll hear Mario. You'll hear a bunch of Spurs fans getting loud, getting, you know, yelling, go Spurs, go, scaring the tourists a little bit. <laughs> but it's all in good fun. I know you, you have a blast, right, Rick? You, you, have, you always have fun when you do the Spurs march. Oh, yeah, I'm always having fun out there. I mean, hey, that that's you got to get the crowd uh, getting wild up somehow. You know, you can't just stay quiet, you know, yeah. because we're, we're those kind of Spurs fans. I love to get loud and rowdy and crazy. Not the ghetto kind of rowdy, but like the fun and <laughs> the fun kind of, you know. What's a ghetto stuff? kind of rowdy? What are you trying to say, Rick? Somebody's throwing chonis or what? <laughs> well, kind of like too. <laughs> <laughs> the well, tourists are throwing chonis at Rick. You heard it here first. As long as we don't pull a Philadelphia, or... as long as we don't pull a Philadelphia Eagles parade. Oh Lord! Oh man! <laughs> Those people really that made that bad. city look bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, worse than Los Angeles when the Lakers won oh, their no. title oh, the last on. time, like what? Damn near eight years ago. It's the city of brotherly love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Well, then, well, then the fans of Philadelphia and the fans of uh, LA deserve each other. They belong together because they're so alike. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, Rick is a uh, Denver Broncos fan, so his team's uh, won championships as well, and he knows what it feels like to to win a championship. But we didn't see anybody burning any cars or any looting going on when the Denver Broncos won their their Super Bowl championship. So. They they did it right. There was no riots, so they were they stayed classy, not trashy. That's all I gotta say yeah, about that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, Spurs on a five game winning streak. Hopefully, they can uh, beat the Jazz and make it six in a row. They still got their work cut <clears> out <throat> for them, but things are looking good. They're looking a lot better than they did about a week and a half ago. 
how we all felt, you know, a little a certain way about the Spurs and the performance that they they had in these fourth quarters. It looks like they cleaned that up. So that's something that we're we're excited about and look going forward, we're hoping that the Spurs will keep up their winning ways. So that's about all the time we have for today's episode of the Two Shots podcast. So until next time, you guys take care and go Spurs go. Go Spurs go. Go Spurs go.